Hello and welcome to the Let It Ride podcast coming at you on a Wednesday night. Flying solo this week, did not have time to coordinate with Josh. My hectic work schedule, I'm recording this one in bits and pieces uh, on work breaks and in between jobs. So very busy at work for me, not having a time, like I said, uh, to coordinate with a guest. But I wanted to get you my picks for next week, uh, mainly because my picks last week did not do well. My worst week ever giving out picks. Five, seven, and two against the spread. A rough week. We will look to bounce back, and we kind of did bounce back with the Monday night game. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you was, you saw that I tweeted out the Ravens money line plus the under in the first half, a parlay that paid out at plus 253. So that was a nice hit. And I also gave out the Ravens in the game. So it actually got me back close to even for the week. So I will take it. I'll take those winners however they come. Some of my favorite plays did not do well. I was all over the Commanders, Vikings over. Called it one of my favorite plays of the year. And it started out great. The Vikings came right down the field in their first drive and scored a touchdown. But then it was just a series of punt after punt. And a punt is not necessarily bad for an over if it comes on a three and out. But they were picking up a couple of first downs on each drive, getting the midfield and punting the other team down to the 10-yard line, playing a field position battle. So that's always detrimental when you bet an over. I actually had a chance uh, to suck out at the end there. Uh, The Vikings kicking a field goal. And if the commanders had gotten the ball back and scored a touchdown to win the game, it also would have pushed the game to the over. However, when the Vikings made the field goal, uh, as you saw if you watched the game, The commanders get called for a personal foul uh, for illegally jumping over the snapper. Um, That led to the Vikings being able to run the clock out, kick the field goal again, and win the game. So bad for me, bad for the commanders, uh, just bad all around uh, on that one. I also gave out the Bucs minus three against the Rams. This is one of my two games that pushed, and uh, the Buccaneers really dominated this game. Every time you looked up, they were starting a drive at midfield, and they just could not cast them in the Bucs scoring touchdowns at one of the lowest rates in the league in the red zone. Uh, we'll, we'll touch on a couple of teams who are doing poorly in that statistic, and it's going to swing some uh, some of the bets that we're going to make this week. But that ended up being a push. I was also high on the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football, and Mike Vrabel just came out with a perfect game plan, had a quarterback who did not complete a pass to a wide receiver, didn't attempt to pass to a wide receiver until the fourth quarter, uh, but Vrabel just coming out with a great game plan and keeping that game close. So uh, he really bit us there. But like I said, we bounced back a little bit on Monday night, so we're happy with that, and we're looking to bounce back here with our picks this week as well. Starting with Thursday Night Football, it's going to be the Falcons taking on the Panthers. The Panthers, a three-point underdog at home. The over-under sitting at 42.5. And And on paper, this looks like a pretty boring game. But you remember, these teams played just two weeks ago in one of the best games of the year. DJ Moore with that crazy catch to look like it was going to get the Panthers the win. Of course, he takes his helmet off out of the back of the end zone, gets flagged for a 15-yard penalty that he should have never got flagged for. The extra point gets pushed back, missed. Game goes to overtime. Panthers miss another field goal. The Falcons end up winning the game by three. That game had five ties or lead changes in the fourth quarter. It was a it was a very close game, which makes me kind of scratch my head at the Falcons being a three-point favorite on the road for this one. Road teams tend to struggle on Thursday night football. They have to travel on a short week. And 
in that game that we just saw, these two teams were pretty even. I mean, five ties and lead changes in the fourth quarter tells you that these two teams are pretty even. If they play 10 times, it's going to break out pretty even. So I'm grabbing the Panthers plus the three here. I think this Falcons defense is getting a little bit too much credit for holding the Chargers offense to 20 points last week. This Chargers offense is absolutely decimated that receiver. They were literally signing guys off of the street to play wide receiver for them. So I don't really give the Falcons defense too much credit for shutting them down. And on the other side, I think the Panthers are getting slighted a little bit too much. They caught a bad matchup against a Cincy team who was coming off of a bad loss of their own. So I'm grabbing the Panthers plus three here. I think this game should really be closer to a pick So this is actually one of my favorite plays of the week, uh, Panthers plus three. That is going to take us on to Sunday, and we're going to start with the game in Germany. It's going to be the Seahawks taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers, a three-point favorite in Germany, the over-under sitting at 44-and-a-half. And first glance at this line, and you think, man, Seattle just can't get any respect. They're an underdog to a reeling Bucks team. This Seahawks team is absolutely on fire. They are a good team. I don't think we could call them frisky or surprising anymore. They are just a damn good football team. Uh, Geno Smith has been an absolute revelation. They've drafted well. Two solid tackles that they drafted in this draft. Two solid corners. Of course, Ken Walker looking like he could be the offensive rookie of the year. This is just a good football team, and the defense has vastly improved after giving up 35 points a game uh, in the first five games of the year. The last four games, they're averaging 16.5 points against. On the other side, the Bucks are giving up just 19 points per game in their last five, and the offense has really struggled in the red zone, 30th in the league at converting touchdowns in the red zone. On the other side, Seattle is 26th in that category, and I'm going to go with the under in this one for that reason. The biggest enemy to overs is teams settling for field goals, and I think both of these teams do that a lot. I think we're going to see a little bit more of that. Like I said, I like both of these defenses. So the under 44.5 is my favorite play for this one. That is going to take us on to the Vikings taking on the Bills. The Bills, a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home, the over-under sitting at 44. And this looks like one of the games of the week, but Josh Allen may not play in this one. And his injury really makes this game almost impossible to bet. Uh, Case Keenum is the backup for the Bills. Now, Josh Allen has come out and said that he is going to try to play, and the rumor is that he is going to give it a go uh, with that elbow injury that he has But even if he wasn't able to play, I trust this Bills defense to keep things close. We saw this Vikings offense struggle against the Commanders. Uh, We're getting pressure on Kirk Cousins at a fairly high rate in that game. And there's supposed to be some some wind, some rain, and just... It could possibly be snow, very cold conditions, nasty conditions in Buffalo. So my main play for this game is going to be the under 44. If you have Case Keenum in this game or Josh Allen out in this one, Um, I think it's going to be a low scoring, ugly game given the weather and and given that Josh Allen is either going to be out for this game or or he's going to be injured and and less than 100%. So I'm taking the under 44. If you uh, twist my arm, make me pick a side, I'll still take the Bills minus three and a half. I think this line is kind of set in the middle because nobody really knows what's going on with Josh Allen. I think if you had a healthy Josh Allen, you could see this game uh, as high as six or seven points. And if Josh Allen was out, I think you would see it at Bills minus one, maybe even a pick them. So give me the under 44 and uh, Bills minus three and a half because I think Josh Allen is going to try to play. That is going to take us on to another game that looks 
looks like it's going to be an ugly one. It is the Broncos taking on the Titans. The Titans, a two and a half point favorite at home. The over under sitting at 38. And you could not set this total low enough for me. I am all over the under in this one. Seven of the Broncos' eight games this year have failed to exceed 38 points. And that is what the total is sitting at in this one. The Titans' last four games have failed to exceed 38 points. The Broncos, 30th in the league in points per game. They are... They allow the second fewest points. On the other side, the Titans offense produces the least yards in the league. Both teams bottom four in converting third downs. The Titans do have the highest touchdown conversion rate in the red zone in the league, but they have the fewest trips, 2.4 trips per game. And on the other side, the Broncos have a ridiculously good red zone defense. They're giving up touchdown to just a 24% clip. The, the next closest team is the Rams at 42%. So they are in first place by a mile in that category. So I think there's going to be a lot of punts, a lot of field goals in this game. Give me the under 38 in this one. That is going to move us on to the Lions taking on the Bears. The Bears, a three-point favorite at home. I've seen this come down to two and a half in some spots, but Caesars right now has it at Bears minus three, the over-under sitting at 48 and a half. And everybody knows this Lions defense is bad. I talk about it on this podcast just about every week, but they are especially bad against running quarterbacks. Four different quarterbacks have had their season high in rushing against the Lions. That includes Jalen Hurts, who ran for 90 yards and a touchdown in week one, and Geno Smith, who's not really a scrambling quarterback, but he ran for seven yards, excuse me, seven carries for four Forty-nine yards. Even Aaron Rodgers, ancient Aaron Rodgers, had four carries for 40 yards last week. Um, that is especially problematic when you have Justin Fields, who just broke the all-time single-game rushing record for quarterbacks last week. So I think Justin Fields could be in for a field day against this Lions defense. The Lions coming off of a win against Green Bay, but they got outgained 381 to 254 despite the win. Uh, Turnovers in the red zone, two interceptions in the end zone by Aaron Rodgers, another interception deep in Lions territory. Don't let the nine points given up for you. This defense is bad. And on the other side, I talked about Justin Fields running the football, and it looks like it has just clicked for him. The game has slowed down. He's making that year two leap. He's trusting his legs. He's trusting his first read. He's had three straight brilliant games. This Bears defense has been pretty bad since the trades of Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith, but they faced some pretty good offenses in Miami and the Dallas Cowboys too. This Lions offense ranks pretty well because they started out the season so well, but they've really taken a step back. Just 12 points per game their last four games after averaging 35 points per game in their first four. So I'm all over the Bears in this one. Give me the Bears minus three. I think Justin Fields is going to carve up this atrocious Detroit Lions defense. That is going to take us on to the Jaguars taking on the Chiefs. The Chiefs, a nine and a half point favorite at home for this one. The over-under sitting at 50 and a half. And last week was a tale of two halves for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They allowed well over 100 yards and two touchdowns to Devontae Adams in the first half. They were down 17. They score right before halftime, cut the lead to 20 to 10, and they absolutely dominated the second half of this game. The Jaguars just allowing one possession for the Raiders in the third quarter of that game. They had the ball for 12 minutes of the third quarter, so just three minutes of possession for the Raiders in the third quarter. And and if you break it out to the entire half, 
the Jaguars had the ball for 20 minutes to 10. So just absolutely dominated time of possession, just long drives leading to touchdowns, bringing them back from that 17 to nothing deficit. I don't think that they can necessarily do that against the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs coming off of a tough win against the Titans, but I think that they're definitely going to try. Um, we saw last week the Titans came out with that perfect game plan. I think the Jaguars are going to try to duplicate that. They've showed the willingness to run the ball. They did it against the Raiders last week. Travis Etienne, 52 carries in his last two games. So I think the Jaguars are going to pound the run in this one, try to duplicate that Titans game plan against the Chiefs. I'm not sure that it's necessarily going to work, but I think it's going to lead to this game being a little bit more low scoring than people think. So I'm all over the under 50 and a half. That's actually one of my favorite plays this week. That is going to take us on to the Browns taking on the Dolphins. The Dolphins are three and a half point favorite at home. The over under sitting at 40 and a half, 48 and a half. And this is a game of two contrasting styles. The Dolphins second in the league in passing offense. The Browns third in the league in rushing offense. So then you got to say, okay, well, what does the defense do on the other side to stop what the other team is good at? Cleveland is allowing 6.9 yards per attempt. That is 10th worst in the league. On the other side, Miami allowing 4.6 yards per carry. That's middle of the pack sitting 18th. So slight edge to the Dolphins as far as being able to stop the Browns' strength these teams are pretty identical in DVOA. The Browns sitting at 11th, the Dolphins sitting at 12, but the Dolphins just added Bradley Chubb. So this defense should get a little bit of a boost. The Browns coming off of a dominant performance against the Bengals, but that is just a bad matchup for the Bengals. The Browns have won the last five in that series. I don't think they match up as well with the Dolphins. I think this Dolphins offense is very explosive and Jacoby Brissett's not going to be able to keep up. So give me the Dolphins minus three and a half in this one. That is going to take us on to the Saints take on the Steelers. The Steelers, a one and a half point underdog at home. The over under sitting at 40 and a half. And the Steelers are one of my favorite plays this week. They are coming off of a bye. The Saints on the other side, short week of rest, playing on Monday Night Football against the Ravens. And they looked really bad in that game against the Ravens. I don't know why Andy Dalton is still the starter, but he is going to be seeing ghosts out on the field. He does not like going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. 3-13 and 13 for his career as a starter against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the Steelers have T.J. Watt returning for this one. So you can throw out all the negative statistics for this Steelers defense. You look at the numbers. They are a vastly different team when T.J. Watt is on the field. We saw this Saints defense able to completely shut down a Raiders team a couple of weeks ago. And I think they're getting a lot of credit for that. But it turns out that the entire team had the flu. So I think this defense is still pretty below average. We saw the Ravens able to run the football against them. And the Ravens were down their best offensive weapon too. And were still able to put up some points in that game. So I think this Saints defense is still pretty bad. The Steelers have that rest advantage. And they're getting TJ Watt back. I love, love, love the Steelers plus one and a half in this one. And this was also going to kick off our teaser of the week. Teaser of the week. The angelic voice of my beautiful daughter leading us into the teaser of the week. I like the Steelers at plus one and a half. I love them at plus seven and a half, teasing this game up to plus seven and a half. The teaser of the week got a little greedy last week, so we went for a four-game tease. We actually hit three legs of that teaser, so if we had just done the conventional teaser, we likely would have won and been sitting at seven and two. As it is, teaser of the week sitting at six and three, looking to get back on track this week, and we're starting by teasing the Steelers up to seven and a half. That is going 
going to take us on to the Colts taking on the Raiders. The Raiders, a six-point favorite at home, the over-under sitting at 42 and a half. And if you've listened to this podcast every week, you know I've been higher on the Colts than absolutely anybody. I am the last one on Colts Island, but I am completely done with this team. Jim Irsay, the owner of this team, is a complete joke, spouting nonsense when asked questions about his questionable hiring of Jeff Saturday. Starts talking about the team's winning percentage being the third highest in the league since 2000. Like, he had anything to do with it. Like, oh, lucky you. You had Peyton Manning fall into your lap and then had Andrew Luck fall into your lap after that. That winning percentage has nothing to do with you. You're an absolute joke. The hiring of Jeff Saturday is an absolute joke. Uh, Frank Reich should have never gotten fired. It was not his fault that Matt Ryan was too old. It was not his fault that Carson Wentz just completely crumbled at the end of last season. They're putting all this on Frank Reich and just hiring a guy out of the studio to come be the head coach. I'm just completely done with this team. The Colts rank 31st in DVOA. Granted, the Raiders rank 26th, but I trust the Vegas offense to be taken, to be able to take advantage of a bad defense more so than I trust the Colts offense. So give me the Raiders minus six in this one. I, I'm just done with this Colts team. I'm just completely disgusted with the moves that they've made, just trying to pass the buck uh, play the blame game. I just do not like what they're doing there. Uh, all respect to Jeff Saturday. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Uh, but there was guys in that building that were already on the coaching staff that have paid their dues that deserve to get that head coaching experience that Jeff Saturday is getting. A guy like Reggie Wayne, who's on the coaching staff and is also an all-time great uh, for the franchise, could have commanded the same respect from the locker room that a guy like Jeff Saturday would and was already on the staff. Like, just just a complete joke. Uh, give me the Raiders minus six, and the second half of the teaser of the week is going to be to tease the Raiders down to a pick em. So the teaser of the week this week, teasing the Steelers up to seven and a half and teasing the Raiders to a pick'em. That is going to take us on to the Texans taking on the Giants. The Giants, a five-point favorite at home. The over-under sitting at 41. The Giants coming off of a bye. The Texans coming off of a mini-bye thanks to playing on Thursday Night Football last week against the Philadelphia Eagles. And this team ran the ball really well against the Eagles. The Eagles do have a pretty bad run defense, though. But but the Giants' run defense is pretty bad as well. They are tied for the second-worst rush defense in the league, giving up the second most yards per carry. But the team they are tied with is the Houston Texans. So I think both teams going to be able to run the ball. Uh, Saquon Barkley, Damian Pierce, I think both going to have big games in this one. So I think that the total is being set a little bit low. I think uh, Vegas is kind of thinking that these two teams are going to run the ball, keep the ball on the ground. It's going to lead to a lower score. But I think these teams are going to be regularly ripping off big runs. So I actually like the over 41 in this one. Now, if you wanted to tease the Giants to plus one, I would not be mad at that. I think they are the better team. They will likely win. But I don't feel comfortable laying the five points in this one. I think this could be a closer game than people think. I generally don't like teasing through the zero. It's kind of a wasted point when you're talking about getting value with your teaser, but not would not want to be mad at anybody that wanted to tease the Giants in this one. As for me, my favorite play here is the over 41, and that is going to take us to my Dallas Cowboys taking on the Green Bay Packers. The Packers, a five-point underdog at Lambeau Field. As high as I was on my Dallas Cowboys uh, before this year started and, and our defense, if you had told me we were going to be a five-point favorite going into Lambeau. I would have thought, oh man, Aaron Rodgers must have got hurt. Uh, That is not the case. Aaron Rodgers has just fallen off a cliff. Uh, The over-under here sitting at 43, and Aaron Rodgers might not be Aaron Rodgers anymore, but Cowboys fans see that dude in their nightmares. He has a 7-3 record against us, 2-0 in the playoffs, and both just brutal losses. The Dez caught it game, uh, just still 
sticks in my mind. And the half Mary game of uh, Aaron Rodgers throwing a ridiculous, uh, they call it the half Mary because it was essentially a Hail Mary, but the ball, uh, it got the Packers into field goal range and out of bounds uh, when it looked like we we're going to be going to overtime in a game that we clawed back in. We were the number one seed that year, uh, really had aspirations of going to the Super Bowl. Uh, I think this Cowboys team is the best team that we've had since then. And on the other side, this Packers team is nowhere near as good. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys lead the league in sacks. And you might look at the Packers uh, giving up sacks. They just give up two per game. That's a third in the league. So they're pretty good at protecting Aaron Rodgers. But you dig a little bit deeper. They allow pressure on 20% of his dropbacks. And that ranks just 15th in the league. So I don't think this line is as good as the sack numbers would indicate. But I think this ca- this Cowboys pass rush is going to be able to get after Aaron Rodgers in this one. The Cowboys rush defense has been beatable. But Aaron Jones is a little bit banged up. A.J. Dillon has not been effective this year. Uh, We just saw the run game get shut down. uh, Green Bay's run game get shut down by Detroit last week. Um, I think this team is just flat. And I think this Cowboys team is going to be fired up to exercise some of those demons for those playoff losses. So give me my Cowboys minus five in this one. That is going to take us on to the Cardinals taking on the Rams. The Rams a one-and-a-half-point favorite at home for this one. The over-under sitting at 41-and-a-half, and neither starting quarterback is guaranteed to play in this one. Kyler Murray coming out on the injury report. Matthew Stafford now in concussion protocol, so I am jumping on the under in this game right now. If one of these quarterbacks get ruled out, you will see this number go down uh, into the high 30s. I think this is going to be an ugly game, just like their first meeting that was a 20-12 to Rams victory. The Cardinals outgained the Rams in that one. They ran 81 plays to the Rams 46. Did not turn the ball over, but they settled for four field goals. They converted four of five fourth downs in this one. So all the numbers say, man, the Cardinals should have dominated this game, but you look at how did they run 81 plays to the Rams 46? They had two field goal drives of 16 plays. They had another field goal drive of 13 plays, and they had a 15-play drive that resulted in a failed fourth down. So you might look at that and say, oh, that's kind of an outlier. This this Cardinals red zone offense is in the top 12 in the league, but the Rams ranked second in the league at allowing touchdowns in the red zone. So this red zone defense is legit for the Rams. I don't think that is an outlier. So I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. Give me the under 41.5 in this one. And if you twist my arm, make me pick a side, I guess I'll take the Cardinals. Uh, This Rams team has just looked absolutely atrocious, but I would not feel great about betting on either of these teams. So under 41.5, my main play for this game. That is going to take us on to the primetime game. Starting with Sunday Night Football, it's going to be the Chargers taking on the 49ers. The 49ers, a seven-point favorite at home. The Chargers, 5-3, and three, a seven-point underdog on the road against the 4-4 four and four San Francisco 49ers. And you know what? I think this line is set right. Keenan Allen still not practicing this week. Mike Williams still going to be out. So the Chargers still have no receivers. They have no run game. Austin Eckler uh, is a great player. Uh, he catches the ball well out of the backfield. But he has not been able to run the ball in between the tackles. Nobody on this Chargers team has. On the other side, this 49ers offense looked absolutely incredible with Christian McCaffrey. They project to get Debo Samuel back as well. I think this 49ers team is very dangerous. They're going to be a contender in the NFC, and I'm grabbing them here minus seven. Uh, Like I said, first glance, you might say, oh, this line is too high, but the Chargers just decimated with injuries, and this 49ers team is an absolute buzzsaw. So give me the 49ers minus seven. Finally, we're going to wrap things up here with Monday Night Football. It is the Commanders taking on the Eagles. The Eagles an 11-point 
point favorite at home. The over-under sitting at 44. And the Eagles already dominated the game against Washington back in September in Washington, winning that game 24-8. to But last week on the podcast, there was two spreads over 10 points, and I took both favorites. And my co-host, Josh Walker, advised me that giving that many points in an NFL game is not smart. It's too many points. And he ended up being right on both of them. And you go back and look at this game. The Eagles scored all of their points in the second quarter. They got shut out in the second half of that game. And you could sit here and say, oh, maybe that's a little bit of indifference. But I think that there's a little bit something to it. And I think this Washington team is better with Taylor Heineke at quarterback. They have Moxie uh, that Carson Wentz didn't bring them. Carson Wentz is the more talented quarterback, but Taylor Heineke just inspires more confidence in this team. Now, I think the Eagles win this game. I'm going to say that they win this game by 9 to 10 points. So give me the Commanders plus 11. That is going to be my nod to Josh since he was unable to join me for this podcast. So Commanders plus 11, rounding out my picks for the week. And just to recap all of my picks, I am starting on Thursday Night Football with the Panthers plus three, I like the under 44 and a half in the Seahawks Bucks game. I like the under 44 in the Vikings Bills game. I like the under 38 in the Broncos Titans game going with a lot of unders this week. I like the Bears minus three against the Lions. I like the under 50 and a half in the Jags Chiefs game. I like the Dolphins minus three and a half against the Browns. I like the Steelers plus one and a half against the Saints. I like The Raiders minus six against the Colts, and those two games are going to be the teaser of the week, teasing the Steelers up to plus seven and a half, teasing the Raiders down to a pick 'em. I like the over 41 in the Texans Giants game. I like the Cowboys minus five against the Packers. I like the under. 41 and a half in the Cardinals Rams game. I like the 49ers minus seven against the Chargers. And finally, I like the Commanders plus 11 against the Eagles. That is going to do it for the podcast. A quick listen this week. As I said, my work schedule pretty hectic. So had to rifle through this one, but wanted to get you guys some picks for week 10. But that is going to do it. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next week.